Uh, here we are again in Corona Chronicles. Uh, we've just uh, seen Jesus in, in Mark chapter 9 go up a hill, the Mount of Transfiguration as it's called, and he met with Moses and Elijah. And he only had a few of his disciples with him. Now he's come down into the valley and there's some dark things going on here. So we pick up the story in verse 14 of Mark 9. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Now, that's only part of the story. Obviously, yeah. we're going to read the rest of that in the next sessions. But yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think if we were to have read this passage with the passage that we were looking at last week, that the contrast between the two scenes would be even more pronounced. Because in the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus has gone up this mountain. Elijah and Moses have appeared, and um, Jesus has appeared and been transfigured in all of his glory. And a few of the disciples have had the privilege of seeing that. But it's like a little foretaste of heaven, seeing almost like the glorified Christ. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a remarkable experience. But then you contrast that with what's going on in the valley. And when we come down the mountain, we see that evil and unbelief are running riot, basically, where yeah. Jesus has been up the mountain. And it may be that there is something, as we've just looked about Moses last week, something in here about Mount Sinai when when Moses went up the mountain and, and the glory of the Lord came and rested upon the top of the mountain and he was privileged to see that. Um, but then he goes down and what does he find? Well, just so soon after being redeemed, they've traded the God of Israel for an idol and the evil and unbelief are running riot in the yeah. valley. So um, Jesus has walked back down into this scene. Hasn't yeah. It? And I, I think uh, it's one of the things, and we will see this in the next session a bit more, he is teaching his disciples, isn't he, about what real Christian ministry is in this world. And in a sense, the world is the valley, isn't it? Mm. It's the valley of dark and all of the stuff you've just said of evil and unbelief. And how do you uh, minister, how do you be a Jesus minister in the valley? Mm. And, and so there's a, a lot of that stuff going on here. Mm. But this is the world we're in. Mm. As you say, mm. this is the world we're in and this is the world we've got to minister to. And there's this, um, there's the, the sort of religious leaders arguing with the disciples. Mm. Well, that's not ministry. Mm. And there's a real man who has a real issue mm. with his son. Mm. And it's broken him. Mm. It's ruined his life. And, um, I mean, some people will sort of go, oh, this is stupid disciples, people of the first century that didn't understand the epilepsy, mm. which would be wrong. Um, this isn't really a demon-possessed boy. It's a bloke who's got epilepsy and he needs the right drug to sort him mm. out. Mm. It's, well, that would make Jesus a liar because mm. Jesus sees this as a satanic thing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And I think that's, that's evident even in the boy's condition. 
Uh, so you can tell that what we're dealing with here is not just uh, you know a physical condition like epilepsy, but there is something evil about this spirit which is possessing this boy. And you can see what it does to him in verse 18. It seizes him, throws him, he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. Later on in this story, and we'll see it in the next session, you know, it, it even tries to throw him into fire. So the spirit that has possessed this boy is, is, is doing what Satan does, which is murder. He wants to destroy life and end life and bring, um, bring ruination, really, to people's lives. And uh, so there's clearly more going on than just that physical element. But, uh, and, and as you say, when Jesus comes down, he walks straight into an argument. And so the crowds are kind of using this boy as a discussion point, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, hammer out what they believe and what they ought to do about it. And so Jesus is it's like walking into a room full of kids who are arguing and you've got to try and work out who's done what and who's offended who and how to put things right. You know, Jesus has come into that sort of infantile situation, really, yeah. but with this very, very serious uh, evil in, mm. in, that is taking place. And I mean, it's a sad thing, isn't it, if the followers of Jesus are arguing about little bits and bobs uh, while the world is in, e yeah, in, yeah. in, in darkness and evil. Our point, job yeah. is, to, is to take Jesus, who's the only one that can do anything yeah. here, uh, into the situation of 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 evil, uh, and um, I mean uh, later on it's called uh, he, he, the, the 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 evil spirit is, a, is 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 has something to do with deafness and yes. muteness, yeah. and it's also called impure. So it's a very good picture of our world, isn't it? Yeah. What is our world? It's dark. It's confused. You have religious people arguing about nonsense that doesn't really touch people's lives. You've got this kid that's just possessed. The, pet, the dad is out of his mm. mind. You know, what do I do? He's come to the right place, and yet no one's helping him. And so Jesus is exasperated, isn't he? he he's spent, you know, these eight chapters teaching his disciples. And it, it's like, oh, goodness, mm. what, what an unbelieving generation. Uh, don't you know that it's me who can do this? Yeah. Mm. I think that's right, and it's, it's in one sense it's the surprise of verse nineteen where where we're going to we're going to leave it today. But yeah, that that Jesus has just had the condition of this boy explained to him, and yet what frustrates him and exasperates him—the word you used—is is the unbelief on display here. Uh, so he doesn't say, uh, "Tell me more about this boy." You know how you know uh, you know. He, he, of course, he feels a deep concern for the boy himself, but. The point of this, as we said right at the beginning, is how are we going to do Christian ministry in this dark world? And if we're going to do it independently of the Christ, yeah. then that's going to that's going to be a problem, and yeah. it's a frustrating thing for yeah. Jesus. To and, and it's such a problem that we're, we'll ignore the problems of this wicked world and start arguing about ourselves over other things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're going to see what happens in the next session.